Hello and welcome to the Poppin' Things Podcast, a pop culture podcast hosted and produced by Colorado State University students. We are your hosts, Chapman Croskill, Nicole Conklin, and Alec Erickson. Uh, so yeah, we're all a little out of it this morning, but you know, <laughs> we're we're thriving. We're back from spring break. Mm-hmm. Uh, things are going well. And the first thing I want to talk about uh, is a big controversial thing that's been going on lately uh, with YouTube restricted mode. Have you guys heard about what's going on with us? Yeah, YouTube restricted mode has been causing up a lot of controversy within specifically the LGBTQ mm-hmm. community and all that. Mostly because I don't know if you've heard anything about this, Nicole, but YouTube's restricted mode was designed so that it's more of a kin- kid-friendly view of YouTube website. So like parent control kind of thing? Kind of. Kind of. It's it's meant to be... Uh, Instagram also actually launched something this yeah. week that's very similar, mm-hmm. where it just kind of makes it so that if you have restricted mode turned on on your computer, you certain content is blocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it'd be like safer work kind of. You wouldn't see questionable or like something that would like challenge like... A, overall like belief kind of thing so nothing that would like be out there is it automatically on when you have an account no it's not you have to go on and activate. okay okay yes i think and i think like so when you set up your account if like your account is tied like the google account that's tied to if that like has an age that is set to like a minor Mm -hmm. i think that will automatically trigger it on like Mm -hmm. if you're under like a certain age right and so the big thing about it is that they completely like blocked a lot of channels and then specifically coming out videos. Yeah. That was a and a lot of and a lot of LGBT content. Mm-hmm. Like I noticed somebody uploaded a somebody was talking about it um, where they uploaded a video just of them doing fan art of like, you know, two OCs like who happened to be, you know, a, it was a same sex relationship and it, it wasn't anything inappropriate. Mm-hmm. It was just like maybe holding hands and they got flagged immediately. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. And then gosh. so a lot of a lot of, you know, LGBT YouTubers and a lot of people who talk about LGBT LGBT spaces, um, ended up getting affected by this and it's there's been a huge thing and youtube came out and said like they were like oh we apologize uh we noticed that something's been flagged uh like that we shouldn't have been flagged it's like then you did something wrong like mm-hmm. the, i know you're trying to backpedal but like obviously like there's some reason why this would automatically flag like anything lgbt well i read an article um this morning because i did see this topic come up but i didn't really know much about it but the article was about um a youtuber she blogs every week um excuse me vlogs and it's a, just about her journey as a queer woman and she's a feminist and she just talks about pop culture mm-hmm. and um i guess her videos have been they were blocked and restricted and she was like what the heck and so it started like this domino effect where a lot of vloggers were like what the heck youtube and i guess youtube said something along the lines of like oh my gosh we're so sorry we didn't intend for this we're gonna fix it um so it kind of sounded like victim of youtube versus them doing it on purpose and seeing how subtle they could be about it so i honestly don't know how i feel about youtube right now youtube's in this kind of like weird place at the current given moment youtube's been like upsetting a lot of people lately Mm -hmm. like some people really supported youtube red but now you know you've got youtube tv and you've got them doing so much like specific content and stuff like it, it's not the same like it's I wouldn't even consider it a social media anymore because it's it's not a space where you can go on and just like talk about things because it's it's very picky to like the certain people who do stuff yeah. and like pay the money for it and, and that's like, hard like deals do you, do you and, like protect the kids or do you like just let it open up right, for everyone yeah. so that's a pretty hard line to and cross. right now they actually just lost a lot of their like really big name advertisers mm-hmm. on the website because they advertisers are very unhappy that a lot of their videos are showing up on like terrorism videos and all that like 
ads will pop up like with on isis videos and so like then people would go out to these advertisers and be like okay like we like why are you supporting this and they're like well we don't actually support it youtube's forcing it so like youtube's dealing with a lot of flack from there um other really big news is that like one of their one of their bigger channels, SourceFed and SourceFed Nerd, mm-hmm. they just announced this week that they're shutting down. Yes. And this is their final week. And so, uh, like, they're losing big content creators mm-hmm. at the moment. And they're still, in the gaming community, you still have a lot of people moving over to Twitch. Yep. And, you, like, it's just this whole entire, like, thing where, like, YouTube is, lo- like, losing a lot of their big creators. And with the whole restricted mode, I think that's going to be like a final push for a lot of people to yeah. make. Mm-hmm. I think YouTube is definitely on its downfall, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting because, you know, a lot of other social medias, I feel like kind of just like went quietly into the night, you know, like uh, MySpace just got easily replaced by Facebook and mm-hmm. other things like that. But YouTube is not going to go quietly. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to fight for it and they're just going to like piss off their fan base. And Yeah. So what's Twitch? I did see that. Is it like another video? Twitch platform. is a live streaming platform that's mainly for gamers. Okay. It's usually people who stream video games and it's gotten relatively big within the last like two, three years mm-hmm. with the live whole live streaming aspect. And then that's when YouTube came out with YouTube Live mm-hmm. and that was like their competitor. But like Twitch is more about building people, a huge yeah, fan People, yeah. People like Twitch because like yeah. it's audience perks. There's a mm-hmm. lot more interactivity because you know Twitch allows you to do things that like when a new subscriber happens, like it pops up with a thing, mm-hmm. and like when people donate money, which they can do like mm-hmm. through natively through Twitch. Like Twitch is a a much better system for mm-hmm. live, and like YouTube Live is very similar to you know like Facebook Live yeah. and Instagram Live, where it's just it's a video you can Which watch is. and comment as it's happening. Yeah, See, I don't think YouTube's ever gonna go though. If people use it for you know journalism and yeah. all so many different things. I think I think Vimeo is definitely the biggest other video. Thing thing right now as far as just video hosting but it, that's all it is it, i would say it has a community at all like mm-hmm. you don't go on to vimeo look for stuff like it's just good for hosting yeah i go to vimeo to see like vi- professional like reels yes. and all that right. that's yes. like the Quality. main it's, it's, reason it's it's, it's I'd, I'd call it similar to like how Flickr is very used for just holding photos and like yeah. here like check out like my feet my feet on Flickr, check out my feet on vimeo but it's mm-hmm. it doesn't have a community it's not a social media in the same way facebook is mm-hmm. yeah and I mean, that's probably like what was really good about YouTube is that like they got picked up early on by Google and Google dumped a ton of money into YouTube as a whole entire yeah. platform. Mm-hmm. And so that's what built it up to this level. And then they kind of just shut off. But I mean, I because I was on YouTube pre-Google, I like I had a channel and mm-hmm. I was running it. I was in, you know, in the 2000s or late 2000s. And like, I want to say that when Google bought it was when like started stuff kind of started getting a lot more professional, but it's also like when it started getting more social and yeah. like, stuff started getting weird. And like, there were so many complaints starting then. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, mm-hmm. I started my channel, like, back in 2006, yeah. like, January. So, like, really in the early stages yeah. of YouTube. And so, like, for me back then, it was very hard to try and make videos back then because if you weren't, like, what they called, like, the director status, you couldn't make yeah. videos over 10 minutes long. Right. Oh, and man, so I remember that. It was this, like, whole entire crazy thing. And so, like, for me as a video content producer, I really appreciate where YouTube is now where I can make right. a video however long right. I want it to be. But at the same time, it's like they're us if they're going to restrict like who's watching my content and I'm not getting out as far as I can. Like, obviously, I want to take my content somewhere else. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Well, it's a, it's an interesting discussion for sure, and I I'll, I'm always going to be curious to see what happens with YouTube in the next couple of years. But moving on from that, in uh, much more exciting news, we got four new Gorilla songs this morning, as mm-hmm. well an announcement for the new album Humans. Yep. Um, so this is really exciting because if you know anything about Gorillas, they have been kind of quiet on this new album for mm-hmm. a long time now. It's been a really long second, and so I mean. They, one of the videos for their new songs, Saturn Days, is a 360 video that's on YouTube, going back to that, but yeah. it's this like incredibly trippy experience. They're really delving into the whole entire band as a whole and their characters, which is kind of... I mean, they, like, they definitely have the backstory like the entire time, you know, yeah. stuff about 2D and... and um. And they released a book, book of Noodle yeah. back late last year. Like and so, I like mean, They've definitely put all investment into like the all the characters of the, the band, in quotes. But I mean, the music is really good and it kind of makes me wish that they released this before that last song they released because... It was nothing special? It was no. I've heard and, this new stuff's good. I'm probably going to listen to it as I drive mm-hmm. home, but... And uh, so humans will come out in April, mid-April, and so I'm really excited for it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, gorillas—they're not going to have a problem selling this record. They no, no. sell records like nobody's business. So I mean, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm not very familiar with the gorillas. My brother loved them growing up, um, but I always found it really cool how they marketed themselves and did have those characters. It was so different, um, and I'm really interested to see that video you talked about. Mm-hmm. So. That's really cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, Alec, you were saying this morning that they announced that they're going to do six Power Rangers movies because that came out, I think, last week, two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and it's gotten it's gotten average reviews. Um, the most reviews I've read have basically said that it, it definitely panders a lot. If you really like the old Power Rangers, it's a cool, like, updated version of that. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, it's it's nothing special. Yeah, right. so I get. one of the producers for the movie has like, come out and said, he's like, yeah, we have this plan in place to do this six movie arc and we are going to see after the first like week of the box office. So that will be today and tomorrow. Like at, they will see after a whole entire week if they have officially made enough money and then they'll be like, okay, let's move on to movie two. Mm. And so that's, to me, it's kind of like, that's really ambitious especially Mm -hmm. for power rangers yeah i don't think of power rangers as a series that can carry six movies i mean but it also have you ever like looked at how many uh because the original oh i don't remember the original japanese it's like super saiyan or something like Mm -hmm. that or super sen some sen i something Uh, it means like just super team um and it's one it's a it's a very old you know series and like we adapted the power rangers to be the american version of it but it has like 30 different series like in japan like Mm. it's a big deal like it's a i would compare it to like you know kaiju movies and it's a very japanese style of creation that it's huge and like we have american versions of it but like there it's this whole genre that like we don't acknowledge for what it is like it's a genre and what a lot of people don't remember about like the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which is what most people grew up on, it's what I grew up on, right. is that that was actually made with like three different shows, yeah. essentially. Because most, uh, yeah, a lot the of the American footage. teenager part was all like one show filmed here in the States. Right. Then you had the actual Power Rangers fighting monsters. Mm-hmm. That was a completely it's different from the original, show. It's from the original Japanese yeah. Super Science era. And super, then yeah. the whole entire uh, Megazord versus a giant monster. Mm-hmm. That was a different show as well. Yep. And so they were like took these three shows essentially and put them in the one. And that's what we as an American audience grew right. up Which is up super on. interesting. It's yeah, it's it's such a weird like 
uh, pop culture phenomenon that I guess I just I only have vaguer memories of, you know, growing up in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's weird because, you know, I, I have memories and I remember having, you know, Power Rangers figures. And I think I was the red or green Power Ranger for Halloween uh, back in Boulder years ago. Yeah, um, I definitely had a couple of Halloweens where I was a Power Ranger yeah. for sure. And I mean, it's one of those series that like they rip themselves off, mm-hmm. which they managed to do pretty well. Because, like, I remember Sam Power Rangers Samurai, that was, like, a decent show and all mm-hmm. that when I was a kid. That was, like, later in my elementary school days. But for the most part, they had somewhere now, like, 15 different series mm-hmm. for the whole entire show mm-hmm. around there. And so it's exciting that they're actually getting another movie mm-hmm. outside of the Mighty Morphin movie, which was fantastic. And I'm sure it's going to introduce, you know, the Green Ranger mm-hmm. and all of that. That's, that's obviously the next progression. And, I mean, it's yeah. really big because I guess from what i've heard is that they also have one of the rangers is in the lgbtq community and so that is like what's been drawing a big crowd to the movie as well and so that they're being more inclusive with that well and i i just read becky g was the yellow power ranger Mm -hmm. um and i guess she has a brother who is um on the autistic spectrum and i guess the character of billy is also on the autistic spectrum and that doesn't surprise me at all he shed a lot of light into that Mm -hmm. and i guess they got really good feedback so the movie's doing better than i personally thought it would um because i don't know you guys saw the trailer it looked a little cheesy to me yeah but i think i think that's like it has to be campy like that's power ranger yeah. style yeah um i actually want to touch on that you mentioned an lgbt character none of us have seen beauty and the beast yet right um you're wearing right. a no. shirt i know i yeah. saw the show not that long ago but... um and so you know there's the character of lafu uh who's mm-hmm. the first like lgbt character that like disney is like openly say like marketing is lgbt um because there's been a couple like implied ones but yeah. like this is the first one um what always interests me is uh in the how to train your dragon series the uh i can't remember his name but the the friend of um like the friend of the dad who has got like missing his arm and his leg mm-hmm. that character is actually confirmed by dreamworks to be lgbt like there's one reason line where he's like oh that's the reason i never got married well that and one other reason oh that's um, right and I so remember. dreamworks has like confirmed that uh, at least the producer of how to train your dragon and so you know it's it, like you know i love disney but like this is kind of late like well that and you know, I just watched Lilo and Stitch in one of my cultural cl- classes, and they introduced like very different concepts of family before mm-hmm. we are really seeing mm-hmm. the acceptance mm-hmm. of non-nuclear families. Yet Disney is so late to get on, like you said, this band, this not bandwagon—that's not the word—but like this awesome, like let's let LGBTQ right. communities like, in here. Like, and you know, it's it's a slow thing, and I get that they have to, you know, they they're a massive media company, and they have to, you know, work towards audiences. But like, how long is it going to take that we actually have like an LGBT main character? Where like they're open. Well, um, Lafu, it was I read that like yes, there's a scene where he does debate loving Gaston, but it's also just him questioning if he just wants to be Gaston because they didn't want to go the full distance. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to have this like delicate balance of him being gay, but but maybe he's just confused, which I disagree with. I think they should have just gone for it. Well, did you guys ever see uh Paranorman? It's the Leica Studios mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. So you know that's got a character who like comes out as like very openly gay, mm-hmm. like a late, later scene, which and it's very anti stereotypical and it's it's so good and i love like uh, um i think that kubo and the two strings was probably my favorite film of 2016 um and so like i you know i love disney and i i loved moana but like 
like how do we not have a lot more openness in I like, I think they're this? afraid of losing yeah. those those mm-hmm. really protective families who love Disney because it's safe for their kids to watch. And of course, you know, and of course, even LeFou is like, and I understand it because even LeFou's had like a, a very negative reaction, especially in other countries. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a bunch of countries, Eastern Europe and uh, the Middle East, where like they refuse to show the movie because of it. Yeah, and Josh Gad, who plays LeFou, he has come out and he's like hasn't really understood why like it's getting a lot of hate as it because he felt like he did a very like fair representation Mm -hmm. of the community Mm -hmm. with his portrayal and so i'm like you know maybe like they're trying to do justice but there's still like people are always gonna be upset about it well and josh gad's like he originated in book of mormon Mm -hmm. um and he's like very very much in the theater scene and he knows how that that culture is yeah and and that's it's a very it's a very accepting culture in theater and um and i I feel like actually theater is definitely spreading like because i mean you and i are both very very big in the theater Mm -hmm. we've both grown up with it and i feel like theater is actually definitely spreading a lot more into like into modern pop culture, I think we're seeing a resurgence in a lot of ancient theater because there's a lot yeah. of us who grew up with it. And when I think theater just, yeah. is what introduces these these political mm-hmm. concepts mm-hmm. into society, and we kind of need that. Mm-hmm. And just like look at how Hamilton took over pop culture mm-hmm. for oh, a very yeah. long time. Like I've never seen, maybe besides like Book of Mormon, I've never seen. I don't. A I would not say Book of Mormon play. even got close to the level of yeah. like pop culture that Hamilton had. But Hamilton has a different. You know, it's telling a historical story, but mm-hmm. there's like next to normal, which is about a mom who is severe bipolar and mm-hmm. it's like brings up these issues that i think movies need to touch mm-hmm. on and not and you know do justice for them yeah and so but yeah that's another interesting topic mm-hmm. always but i just i wanted to bring it up uh moving completely in an opposite direction <laughs> uh super mario run finally came out for the android this week yep. uh alec and i've been playing it a little bit i can't <laughs> get into it really um I, I don't like gaming on my phone to be completely honest um and i just i like it's a it's a runner and you just tap and it's it looks good and it's got a very good system. It's not just a runner. It's got some fun stuff, but you do have to like pay ten dollars to get like the full mm-hmm. game, and it's just I don't care. I don't know if I'd pay ten dollars for a phone game. Really. I've played enough of it of the first level to unlock like everything you can do for free, and I'm still not sold on paying the ten dollars. Yeah. I think that's a little too like for steep. ten bucks. I feel like I could get a classic Mario game like on the um on the virtual console yeah. for my 3ds and like play an actual like classic mario game and there's only five worlds and each world only has four levels right and so then but like the huge draw of it is that you can like race and play your friends yeah. like i think i think i would i think i'd pay maybe three bucks for the full yeah game, not so i wouldn't pay a whole lot to, i mean i've played enough to the point where like yeah, I got my fun and experience out of it, but I don't think I would play much more than what I have yeah. now. And we're also still watching Pokemon Go just be inconsistent. Like they're doing cool stuff. Like they uh, added like shinies apparently with the yeah. Gen two stuff, and so people have been trying to catch shiny Magikarps, but they keep like catching them, and then they find out that it's actually a Ditto, and it's not a shiny Ditto, which mm. I feel bad for them. But man, I feel like shinies should have been introduced. Day but one, I mean, shinies sure. did come in with Gen two, so yeah. like I get it. Um, it'd be cool to have a Red Gyarados. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I get I get the because I'm guessing because I, I don't know if there are shinies beyond the shiny Magikarp but I'm guessing that's why it's the Magikarp because you know the Red Gyarados was the first like shiny that was like canon in the game yeah Mm -hmm. I don't know but it's 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 weird I don't know Nintendo is doing great with the switch and I'm still saving up for one but then their mobile market it did really well for a while and then nobody really cares no yeah but um we got a couple trailers this week as well um Mm -hmm. we got a trailer for the Captain Underpants movie yes and that I don't know if any of you you watched it, but it looks I did, yes. fantastic. And I, I mean, so I never actually read the Captain Underpants comics. I read every single one of uh, them. Nicole, did you ever read those growing I, up? I read a few of them. Okay. I have not seen the trailer. And in fact, it was like news to me. And I'm so excited to see it. 
It looks really, really good. Um, I really like the animation style. I think it carries mm-hmm. over the comic book style. Who's into the a... voice actor? Do you know? So we have Jordan Peele as Melvin, <laughs> Nick Kroll as Professor Poopy Pants, who's the main baddie yeah. for the first Aww. film. Um, you have Kevin Hart as George Beard, who's one of the main <laughs> kids. Thanks. And then you have like other very famous names out there, like Christian Shaw, Ed mm-hmm. Helms. And it's just like it's you have a lot, a lot of, funny of the, people. Yeah, it's got a very good cast. It looks it looks very funny, and it looks like it carries the humor of mm-hmm. of the comics very and well. And it like is a very modernized take because it was a very like specific style of like mm-hmm. animation, how it was drawn in those so, comic books, and mm-hmm. is very. What, what company is producing this? Uh, um, is it Warner? I believe it is Warner because they also did the Peanuts movie, right? Mm-hmm. The animation looks very very similar, and uh, Warner Animation Group has actually done a very very good job translating classic comic book styles into this modern like 3d comic style they have um the peanuts movie it didn't do great um i don't know if it was super high budget it didn't do great um they spent a lot of money on marketing and i don't know anybody who went to see it i mean it's kind of hard with the peanuts because i feel like they told all the stories they can kind of tell with yeah. the peanuts characters and we all grow up watching those well and films, the peanuts, and yeah so the peanuts timeless. had animated films um my all-time favorite comic strip is actually calvin and hobbs mm-hmm. um i own a bunch of calvin and hobbs uh, books just of the comics and it's one that i would love to see animated because we've never seen any version of the animated and i don't know if uh like um bill watterson uh and his estate like if that if they would care and would support that but i I love that series and i think it would translate really well to animation oh yeah that'd be so cool i've I've seen like some very very basic short films that people have done but i've never seen anything really really great but so that's i'm excited to see captain underpants i know that it's it's one of those movies it's a very nostalgic movie for Mm -hmm. a lot of kids who grew Mm -hmm. up in the late 90s um we also got a trailer for the netflix death note um film is that based on the anime yeah Yeah, so it's based off the manga and the anime um and so of course course we had you know we had a manga originally and then they created an anime series that's very beloved mm-hmm. and then they did a japanese live action film that is actually probably one of the best live action anime films there is oh, um, cool. it's got a really good cast and it, it handles the stuff really really well um i don't know how i feel about the fact that this is another anime that's got white actors playing what are very japanese characters yeah and, i was surprised um, by that. and the character who's playing or the actor who's playing light just from what we've seen in the trailer because i don't know if either i know that you've yeah um, seen De- death note like all the way through i don't know if you have I, i'm familiar with okay yeah. and so light you know is meant to be this very popular kid and mm-hmm. like that's why it's so like surprising that you know he becomes kira and like he i don't like the actor because he doesn't look like you know a nice popular kid he looks kind of like the sort of guy you'd expect to kill people through a an evil notebook Um, what i think is what they're kind of going for is because it's portrayed as nat wolf and nat wolf comes across as one of those guys who's usually attached to more kind of like nerdy and projects was it nat wolf yeah, it's Nat Wolf who's playing Man, Light. He doesn't. He does I not look like Nat Wolf him. in the trailer. I didn't recognize but him yeah, at all. But yeah, that's who's portraying oh, okay. Light in the movie. I, mean, I, so. I like him as an actor. Um, yeah, I, that's weird. And then uh, is it William Defoe's playing Ryuk? Yep. Correct. Is um, he really? Yeah. Oh my god. And it sounds amazing. It sounds so good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, they don't cool. show his character, but you hear <laughs> so him. So I have speak to wonder line. like how much 3D they're doing because you know William Defoe's face is a little. Yeah. <laughs> it almost looks like a uh, Shinigami. Um, I just so... talked about William Defoe. My one of my professors actually got to fire him when he was in the Worcester really? room. Yep. Yeah. Great story for another time. <laughs> I think it's funny how he's coming up in so much conversation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's interesting. But I think he's a really good choice for yep. Ryuk. And then uh, remind me of the actor who's playing L. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield. Who was in Atlanta, 
correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I've because I've never watched Atlanta. I've heard his performance is really good in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's an interesting choice for Elle, not having to do anything with race or, race or ethnicity. It's just when I think Elle, it's not yeah. a character I'd think. And um, I mean, the Lakeith was also in Straight Outta Compton. He played Snoop Dogg, which mm-hmm. was fantastic. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, he is a phenomenal actor. So, I mean, I feel like he can at least carry the character of Elle. It's just going to be an American version of this is what worries me is how they're going to try to Americanize. It looks a very action Yeah. It looks like you got the scene of like a, like a, a Ferris wheel like collapsing, mm-hmm. which is like not the sort of thing that was in because it's it's very much mind games between, yeah. between Kira and Elle. And I really love that. And I really love their interaction. Um, and we also we got to see kind of in the trailer the girl who plays uh, Misa. Um which and are they so are they changing names to you? Does it say on the IMDb? Are you looking at the IMDb yeah. page right now? Um, it doesn't really say a lot of the names so far besides our main characters because honestly, like I'm just scrolling through the list here and mm-hmm. it's literally nightclub girl, assistant, <laughs> teenage girl, <laughs> ride operator. Because obviously, like L works just fine, but like light is not like it's it's a name that could work in Japanese, but it's not a name that I you'd I'd never meet somebody named Light. Mm-hmm. I don't think like in the U.S. And so, and also Misa is definitely a very, you know, Asian name. Yeah, and, and so, I'm not seeing Misa in here, but they do have a Mia, so I I'm guessing that's, that's the same. I'm guessing that's it. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. So Netflix is producing this. Yes, and they spent a lot of money on this, and they also spent a lot of money on a bunch of new films. And it's it's Netflix is interesting, but that's something to talk about. I want to talk about one last thing before we go, um, and that's it's also anime related, uh, and that's the Naruto uh, had its mm-hmm. Shippuden had its last uh, episode, episode yep. yesterday or a couple days ago, um, and that's interesting because the manga ended, I think, like in 2016, yeah, 2016. early 2016, uh, and you know it ended finally with Naruto growing up and becoming the Hokage and him getting with uh, what's her face, yeah, uh, and I'm not a huge Naruto fan. I've never really watched. I've watched it when I was a kid, but. Mm-hmm. never follow it it's just such a long series mm-hmm. it's the same with like uh one piece and all those they're just they're yeah. long mangas long animes but that's that's the end of like an uh, you know a, an anime that has spanned since the 90s mm-hmm. like and naruto is like i would argue to say for at least the american audience like the first anime slash manga that most mm-hmm. people got into. i would say it's the most westernized yeah like it was definitely one of the first animes I ever yes. saw growing up. Well, because it was on, it was like on, uh, it was yeah. on Toonami, mm-hmm. and so that's why most of us watched it on and Cartoon Network. Yeah, and so like I watched it for most time, and like I started watching it when I was probably like ten, and mm-hmm. now I'm twenty one, and so like it mm-hmm. had this like eleven year span mm-hmm. at least in my lifetime, and so it's crazy to see how like it's officially coming to an end, mm-hmm. and I mean it's pretty astounding the career and like impact that it had on yeah. like pop culture and society where to today i'm still seeing naruto memes come mm. up every yeah, once yeah. in a while and i'm like this is amazing like i get the reference yeah and so it's you know you always have that you know you, there's always a joke like the kid who runs like naruto in the in gym class yeah and it's definitely it's definitely a big pop, pop culture thing so it's it's interesting to see it end but mm-hmm. it's all the time we have for today uh thank you as always for listening please tweet us at csu collegian with any questions comments observations uh we'll be back next week with more pop culture news mm-hmm.